0: Standing up in McKinney, this is According to Callis. It is June the 1st, episode 426, and today we're going to talk about the revolution. No, no, not the one that took place back in 1776, not the one that uh, was the sequel in 1812, and not about the failed attempt in 1862. No, I'm talking about right here, right now. Are you intrigued? Stick around. Hey, like always, you want to help me help you? You want to make a bit of a difference? You can do it. Like, share, and subscribe to this program. Let your friends know. Let your peeps know. Let your family know. We're here uh, at least four times a week. Most of the time, five times a week. And we're trying to keep it as local as possible. I mean, there's a whole lot of crazy that goes on in DC. And quite frankly, if I wanted to grow the show significantly, I'm sure I could spend a lot of time on the national stuff, tag myself in a bunch of national stuff. And, you know, I I might be able to make a stone into that ocean of ripples. But instead, what we're trying to do here, what, what my action is, is to focus on McKinney and largely Collin County. That is not to mean that we ignore what goes on at the state level. What goes on in Austin is directly relatable to everything that goes on here in Collin County and honestly, McKinney as well. We are a creation of the state, the county and the cities are, but the state should be at the top end of the hierarchy. The state should be mm, concerned about what goes on in their localities. Unfortunately, at this time, they're not. And that's a little bit of what we're going to talk about. So, again, if you're particularly uh, enthusiastic, if you're happy, you can review and rate this podcast. Go to your favorite uh, podcast catcher and do that for me. It helps. And for those of you that don't know, I am on Facebook. I am on Gab. And really, on um, both of those, I just post my show. Occasionally, I'll appear on Miwi, and uh, the shows all get uploaded into YouTube as well, just in the audio format. So, it's not that hard to find me. Do me a solid. Let your friends know we can take action if we just take action right here, right now. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, on to the revolution. Yes, now, I'm going to admit the first part of this is at least in part, taken from Chris Ann Hall in the terminology being used. See, you can have a revolution of your mind, the revolution of your voice, and the revolution of your actions without getting yourself into legitimate, literal trouble. Okay, Chris Ann Hall talks about having a revolution in your own mind, right? The idea that you got to look at things differently, you have to understand what's going on before you do anything, The better understanding leads to a better outcome, right? So occasionally I'll reference Sun Tzu or Clausewitz. Now to be honest with you, I've only read excerpts of Clausewitz's writings. I have read The Art of War. It was a while ago. um, And it was an English translation, so I'm not sure just exactly how well it translated over. I recommend you read The Five Star Plan. I recommend you read Confrontational Politics. I recommend you read Rules for Radicals. And I recommend you read pretty much anything Chris Ann Hall puts out, including Sovereign Duty. And while you're at it, if you feel particularly motivated, you can read Rules for Reformers. That was Douglas Wilson's uh, kind of modification. And I am going to work on doing a review on it now that I've successfully completed it. But my wife tells me that... <laughs> My book reviews are a bit of a yawner. Um, But here's the thing that I want you to take away. I want you to read these books. I want you to understand what you're watching unfold in front of you so you can have a better understanding, so you can have the revolution of your mind. And once you've you've tackled that, you can move on to other things that are um, a little more deep, a little more um, like a next step, if you will. And I would include in there uh, It" by Daniel Miller. I would include uh, Ex-America. That's uh, Garrett Garrett. And if you want to get uh, real froggy, you can look into the uh, Pig series, right? Uh, by Regnery. Regnery. Reg- 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 Reg. There we go. Regnery. Regnery Reg- Reg Press put out the Politically incorrect, incorrect Guide. I've got several of them. I've uh, paged through more than one of them. I don't think I've actually finished any one of them. They're quite good and the authors are very, very solid. If you want to uh, go down the podcast route, again, this is about the revolution of the mind. This is about having a better understanding of what's going on. You can check out Chris Ann Hall's podcast. You can check out Tom Woods. You can check out Brian McClanahan, Right. These are all really good things that you can learn a lot of stuff from. I mean, you can go check out the Fight Last uh, Fight Laughed Feast Network. They have a lot of good programs on there. Uh, admittedly, almost all of them come from the Presbyterian side of the uh, equation. And if that's not your thing, if you can set that aside, listen to what they have to say. Look at these things. I mean, there are a lot of different things. And right now, the big, the next tackle after I finish the two the two Babylons uh which is proving to be somewhat interesting and a little bit of a slog, uh, a little dry, if you will. Uh, I've got Christian nationalism. Hmm. That's next up in the queue. Uh, I look forward to finishing that uh, probably uh, mid-July. And uh, in case any of you remember, I am trying to do a book club here in town probably on Wednesday nights. Unfortunately, I have committed myself to some committee work uh, that's going to get me tied up until probably the uh, second week of July. So if all goes well, we'll have a month's worth of book club, perhaps locally here. Then we can pick a book and go through it and we can do the uh, preliminary stuff online. Uh, I will probably go to one of the uh, local um, Facebook groups. And start sharing uh, what the plan of action is there. And and honestly, if you read (laughs) anybody that would be classified as a paleocon, that would be some pretty deep uh, reading as well. I recommend you start with the other books because those are action. Those are better understanding of what's going on in front of you. And after you do that, if you want to go under and better understand uh, some of the hostility that we see aimed upon us at this point, and it's not just the leftist, it's not just the atheists, it's just not pagan people, it's the progressives, yes, but it's our own establishment that quite frankly hates us because we stand in their way. All right, I think I've thoroughly covered the revolution of the mind, right If you're going to be proactive, if you're going to take offense, you have to do it clearly and having a better understanding of what you're seeing and what you're involved in will help you to do that. Next step, the revolution of your voice. My wife is a very perceptive. She has what we call a high EI and she listens to what I say. And she says, Steve, I don't really have a problem with what you're saying. It's, how you see it? Have you considered? Do you want to think about that? Do you, do you, do you want to maybe reword that? And, and usually my answer is, well, I've already made the show and I don't really sugarcoat much of anything in my show, but you're right. And going forward, I'll probably be a little more careful how I say that or how I address that. One example that I might give is I talk about the about soup people and it's not because I have hatred or because... I'm trying to be mean. It's just, I don't want to give credibility to something that largely is just going along with people's mental illness, right? Now, look, I know there are people that choose, even though they claim they don't, but they choose to live a lifestyle. And you know what? As an adult and their adults, it's really never been my issue. You're going to have to take that up with God later on. If you claim to be a Christian, then we've got some issues there. But I'm not going to judge you by the standard of Christianity if you're not a Christian. If you want to go do that stuff, that's between you and God. When you start messing with kids, when you start pushing that stuff down young people's throats, now we've got an issue, and I'm not going to play along with that. That's the issue. That's the problem we have is we're, we're being forced to do this stuff. And when you voice opposition, well, then you're called names. They, they paint you into a corner rhetorically and sometimes literally. So we have to be careful how we speak about it. Yes, you have to be firm. Yes, you have to be direct, but I'll say it this way. You don't have to be an a-hole. You know what I mean? You you don't have to be a jerk. You you don't have to be mean and rude unnecessarily. Some people do deserve a little meanness, Like, like the current resident, in Pennsylvania Avenue, yeah, he probably deserves a few people being mean to him. Although, sadly, I'm not sure if he'll remember it tomorrow, but look, we were sold a false bill of goods there, and we're still reaping the rewards of that bad choice, even if it was largely made up. But again, the voice, how do you speak? Who do you speak to? Now, I am not afraid of the word rhino. I think it's an appropriate word at times, but if all we do is devolve to calling everybody a rhino and there's no official test or yardstick, if you will, to determine whether or not somebody's a rhino, it becomes meaningless, much like the term racist, much like the term homophobe, much like every other pejorative that's thrown about, it ceased to have any meaning when it was thrown at anything and everything. Just like the term hater. Well, I don't hate anybody generally. I mean, I'm sure there's a few people that if you pressed me, I would say, yeah, I kind of do hate that specific person. But as a general rule, I don't hate a class of people. I don't hate a group of people. I don't hate specific subgroups. I, I just don't. I don't spend hardly any time thinking about what those people do or don't do or their behaviors. It's not my concern. But if I were to spend 10 minutes of time talking about it every day for every episode, people would start to get the idea that, oh, this is something that keeps them up at night. This is a problem. This is a problem. No, that's really not. Likewise, if we run around calling people names, we highlight the fact that we don't have a good argument. We don't have a good understanding of the issues because we had resorted to an ad hominem attack. Yeah, and, you know, look, I've heard Sean Hannity use this as well, and usually I can make it through about 30 seconds of the show before he just annoys me and I have to turn it off. But what's right is right. And, you know, I could spend time creating straw men and attacking those, but the reality is, at the end of the day, you want to have a better understanding of what's going on in the world around you. And you want to be able to articulate your support or your opposition to it. Forgive my pause, but uh, so I'll use an example. So the people of McKinney use their voice to say, no, we don't want a $200 million bond issued to expand an airport for various reasons, and the bond was voted down, and it really wasn't even close. And now I understand that they're not taking no for an answer. So the question is, what are you going to do about it? You let your voice be heard, but they promptly ignored you. So what's the next step? Well, I mean, you could go to city council. You could point out that, hey, Mr. Mayor, we've told you we don't want to do this. Hey, uh, members of the city council, this is something that the city doesn't support. Why are we still doing this? And if you take anybody's name up, they'll trespass you. They'll toss you out unless you're a favored person, which, of course, who knows who that is this week. I don't. So how do you get heard? Well, you could put more signs up. You could go on the radio. You could go on TV and talk about how they're abusing their power and they're, quite frankly, spending unwisely. But you know what? The election's over. They, they, they got what they wanted out of the election. <laughs> there's no opposition. There's no concern from, well, I shouldn't say that. There are at least two guys on the city council that have reservations. Uh, I don't know that they're going to make a big issue out of it because they're going to be outvoted either way. But I know that they have some reservations and, and I can respect that, but then just vote no. I mean, you're going to be outvoted anyway or, or vote present if you're weak. Just, okay, I I'm not going to oppose you, but I'm not going to support you either. I mean, I know that that's not what they want. They want everybody in lockstep. That's their primary problem with our school board here in the city of McKinney is they want the lockstep, everybody on the same page, and they're not always doing the good thing. So that's where you have to use your voice. You just have to be willing to say no. You have to be willing to say, "Um, no, I have a problem with this, or I'm concerned about this, or have you considered this, or What is this going to cost? You have to be willing to ask those questions. You have to be willing to take the barbs, but you cannot lose your voice. You have to have a revolution in how you use your voice. You can't just scream and yell and make obtuse arguments. You have to be accurate, concise. You have to articulate what your actual objection is in such a way that the general public can understand it. And it's harder for politicos to refute you when you sway the people in the audience, when you sway the general population. But if you come across like a jerk, they're not going to listen. If all they ever see you do is call people names and be rude, they're going to dismiss you just as quickly as they ought to be dismissing some of the misplaced leadership that we have in this state, and this city. You have to be winsome as some of those uh, G3 pastors, no, not G3, uh, what is it? It doesn't matter. A whole lot of evangelifish uh, pastors, they talk about being winsome, but you also have to speak truth. When you're speaking truth to power, yes, you want to be careful how you do it, and you probably should have love for fellow man, but you're not concerned about turning this person off because this person's in a position of authority and power, and they, they need to be pushed back upon they need to understand that we the people are not just there to do what we're told that that's not where the power come from the power comes from us we the people that's the way the constitution's written that's the way we expect these people to behave and operate and when they don't they're the ones that are wrong but we have to be careful we have to be mindful of those around us that are watching It's often been said when you get in an argument with somebody on social media, you both lose. Well, it doesn't have to be that way. You, they, they call it trolling. They, you know, they're setting people up, whatever. You make them look as bad as you can without getting yourself into that same position. Okay, that's fine. That works. Maybe that's somewhat convincing. And then of course, there's people that take the most extreme position to prove a point. Again, That works. But when you're in a discussion and you're going back and forth, you have to always keep in mind that the people that aren't that involved, that are paying attention and looking, and those are the people you want to win over. Those are the people that you want them to say, well, you know, nominally I agree with this guy, even though he's kind of been proven to be wrong, but this other guy is such a jerk. I'm going to stay with this guy anyway. I mean, that's just not a winning formula. You have to have truth. You have to lead with truth, but you don't have to be a jerk about it. <laughs> That's that's the revolution of voice. All right, now, next step. That's right, the revolution of action. Now, this is a reoccurring theme here as well, right? We talk about not always doing the same thing. You can't always do the same thing and expect a different result. You can't repeat the same action over and over again and be surprised when the same Result occurs every time we have to try different things. We have to expand our actions. Okay. So now what does that look like? What are we going to do? How are we going to do it? Well, funny. You should ask. So there's any number of things you could do, right? There, there's different action items you could put into place. So yesterday I talked about quit running your mouth, right? You, you, you shouldn't be talking about something that you can't do. So, something that's never going to happen, you don't want to lead with that. Something that you have no way of pulling it off shouldn't be what you start with. You gotta, sometimes you've got to work your way up. You've you got to start at the ground level and build your organization. You have to, you have to move with the people, we the people will help you, but you ha- when you're leading, you can't over-promise and under-deliver. I've lived that life, <laughs> for better or for worse, for 30 years, right? When, when you're in the production side or the service side of something and you make promises, you have to deliver. Now, you can't do it all the time 100%, and when you fail, you have to own up to it. You have to say, I'm sorry we blew it, but this is what we're going to do, or this is how we're going to make it right. You have to own your mistakes, but... But you know what's even better than that? Don't make those mistakes. Avoid making the simple mistakes. If you don't know, if you're not 100% sure, don't make a promise because you likely won't be able to keep it. Hmm? So the action. The action is do things that you know you can accomplish. Start small. Start local. Okay. So if you're in Collin County, like I am, I will tell you there's probably 30 different clubs that are related to an affinity of one sort or the other that are right of center. And i would be willing to bet there's at least 10 clubs that are left of center. Now, while I believe those people are going down the wrong direction, they have misplaced uh, values or uh, judgments they're still my brother. They're still my sister. And I have to be respectful of them One, they deserve it. So I can't be that jerk, but I should be willing to interact with them. And then there's plenty of these groups and clubs that are what I would call neutral. They're non-political. Let me set this from the onset. Everything's political, but they're ostensibly not political. And then all the center right or right of center groups, of the 30 or so that are political in, in uh, origin, they divvy up, they fight amongst themselves, they jostle for control and for influence and information. And uh, I'm so over that. We need to work together. We need to remember we're on the same team. And yes, some of them are a little squishier than others. Some of them are more affinity driven than principle driven. Okay, that's all fine. We're on the same team. We know who's not on our team. It's those 10 other clubs. We don't hate those people. We shouldn't treat them like garbage. We don't like their values. We don't share their principles, but they're good people generally too. So we have to be respectful. We have to maybe try and convince them why we're right or why our ways are better or why should we should actually try some of the ideas that we have since we haven't done anything fresh or new in, oh, let's see, 80 years. we've been moving with some variation of socialism since at least the 1930s. And we act surprised when there's trillions of dollars worth of debt and there's wars overseas and there's all sorts of bad ideas that have taken seed and grown into giant trees of oppression. Okay. Maybe it's not the best analogy, but go with me here. So your, your action, you have to change your action. So, Okay, here we go. We're talking about offense. We're talking about how you you have to educate yourself, right? You have to have the revolution of your mind. You have to consider how you communicate, the revolution of your voice. Now let's go to the revolution of action. Now, if you've read those books that I recommended, you have some clues on how that might happen. Right? So if you're outside of Collin County, by all means, you need to reach out to True Texas Project. If they don't have an organization in your county, they'll likely know who is there and point you in that direction. There are other options. There's, there's other good people out there, I'm sure. I mean, there's still some vestiges of the Tea Party floating around here and there. I mean, Collin County, County Patriots is, you know, the outgrowth and amalgamation of at least one Tea Party. Hey, we have a proud heritage, but we learned from our mistakes. We improved our situation. We moved forward. So here in Collin County, County, look, there's multiple packs. There's multiple groups. But at the end of the day, don't get caught up in the turf war. Don't fight over scraps. Work for what's going to give you an actual outcome. That means you have to be respectful, right? That's the revolution of voice. You have to work with what's there. That's the understanding that you get through the revolution of your mind. And when you're working with what's there and you're utilizing good communication skills and being respectful, the revolution of action can take place. There are a whole lot of people that ideologically agree with us. They're afraid to say it maybe, but they agree with us. But they'll never know if they're not listening to what you're doing and what you're saying. You have to be willing to reach out to these people. You have to be willing to have a polite conversation. You have to be willing for differences of opinion. I I, I can't tell you the number of times I've watched firsthand as people get along they're talking about stuff, and then there's one thing that comes up and boy, you would think that uh they said something that was utterly anathema. Maybe they said that uh <laughs> no, i'm not going to go there, but they they cross some line in somebody's mind, and the whole deal's blown from that point forward, and it's like, wait a minute, you guys were on the same page five minutes ago. What happened? Well, yeah, I, I believe there's legitimate deal breakers. If somebody tells me they're a-okay with killing children in the womb, yeah, that's 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 a tough one. I can't get past that. If somebody says, well, you know, I wouldn't do it and I don't think it's a good idea, but, you know, it's really not my role to, you know, interfere in what some woman does with her doctor. and blah, blah, blah. Okay, I'll just say, you know, I'm going to disagree with you on that. But being that you're not actually in support of that, let's just set that aside. We've got so many other things we can work on. I think that's an adult, rational way to approach things. You don't kick somebody to the curb for something like that. Now, if they then came out and said, well, you know, I'm all for gender modification of minor children and I support euthanasia. Yeah, okay. You guys are definitely in the wrong party in the wrong club. The progressive Democrats are over there. The leftists are over there. Uh, We don't want none of that. Now I, I can I can overlook gambling personally, but my party was pretty clear they don't want an expansion of gambling. That's a problem in our platform. But I can have that conversation with somebody. Oh, no problem. You, you you like gambling? Yeah. You know, I, I personally have not been up to, you know, Oklahoma to go to the casinos or anything. Yeah, but that's cool. I mean I'm sure they have nice concerts there and stuff. That doesn't bother me. I don't know why I would bother anybody to be honest with you but it's a, it's, it's a problem for some people. And some people think, well, you need to protect people from themselves. Okay. I can see that argument. I don't want to sleep over it one way or the other, but that's not a deal breaker for me. But again, the action, you need a coalition to win. You need to work with people that you don't necessarily agree with hundred percent. We've talked about the 80% rule. Some have said 70 or 75%. Okay, fine. I I would even fudge on that in certain in instances, right? If I've got somebody that's, you know, new and young and doesn't quite understand all that's going on and, you know, still forgive the term malleable, right? They're still learning. Okay. You don't you don't think you get this or you don't understand that. No problem. Come on. We'll go talk about these things. Well, well we're going to work together on these issues. Hmm. I mean, there are a lot of kind-hearted, moderate people out there. They want the same things that we do. They just aren't aggressive or they're not as opinionated or they're not as firm maybe. But why should we hate on them? Why should, we, why should we cast them from our midst? We need to work with them. We need to reinforce them. We need to show them, well, we're good people too. We want these same things. We're just a little more aggressive than you are. That's my term. Use it for what you want. Again, the revolution of action... Coalition, working together, not fighting over turf, worrying less about who gets credit and more about getting the mission accomplished. (laughs) You know, and I know I've spent multiple episodes talking about the idea of mission first, right? Principles over your preference and mission first. Those are not unique ideas. There's, There's nothing new there. These are things that are brought up all the time by other people. But disappointingly to me, people fail to grasp that. They don't want to understand that there's often a bigger play going on here. There's something else involved. And you'll note, in none of this have I brought up any spiritual aspect to it whatsoever. In truth, that's going to get its own episode, 427. (sighs) I'm going to wrap it up right here, right now. Join me for Friday. and We're going to talk about that. And until then, I will see you on the other side.